Hello everyone and welcome to the Culture Shock with Charm podcast where we explore travel, career, family, dating and so many aspects of life from the Caribbean perspective. I'm your host Charm. Thanks for joining us. So, Culture Shock with Charm family, I am excited to have everyone back today. I have a very special guest, and I know we spoke about kicking off a series on investment, wealth, wealth building, generational wealth, and I wanted to get some people on the show that really had a wealth of knowledge, if you will, to pass on to us and give us some helpful tips so we, we can get where we, we want to go. So my guest today is uh, the Vice President of um, Investor Relations at Grace Kennedy Capital Management. He's also the G2K President in Jamaica and a former Director of UDC, Randstrand. Thank you. Welcome. I hope I got everything right. You did, you did. Thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> a, a former Campionite and uh, um, at your alma mater is London South Bank University. That's correct. That's I really correct. wanted to go to that school. I remember applying, looking at pictures and just staring at it for a solid year. Uh, <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. My friend and I actually applied to London South Bank and we just wanted to go to that school. We look at the pictures and just go crazy and eventually I moved to the States. I don't know if that was um the best decision, but <laughs> given the current climate. But um yeah, it's a great institution. So that's you know cool. That's cool. That's I enjoyed great. it. Of course. And you did your, your bachelor's there in finance, accounting. What was your, your specialty? Yeah, so it was, it was accounting with a minor in finance. And the, the story with that is my parents are both chartered accountants. So I had that familial pressure to pursue mm. the, 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 family, the family line of business. But eventually the rebel in me won out and I kind of veered towards finance after yeah. that. But... It was yeah. good to get the basics in accounting, you know. Cool. Are all accountants frugal, or is that is that you know, a myth? <laughs> no, you know, I I normally I don't normally believe stereotypes, but yeah, it's actually yeah. it's actually true. Yeah, it's actually. yeah. For everybody that I've met that is an accountant, I'm like, you know what? I know your penny pinch every dollar. Yeah, Which is good. <laughs> that's why I don't have them as clients, you know. Because I, really, <laughs> I really, don't uh, one of them. So no, absolutely, I I totally understand. So I I wanted to start off because I this this whole conversation started with coronavirus, and you know, with every um, crisis comes opportunity, and um, a lot of us who are living in the states. Um, are honestly homesick and you know we are kind of looking for avenues to not only you know eventually return to Jamaica but also start thinking about what kind of investments we can do in the country that we love and you know obviously this um, climate that is is happening right now with you know the world economy like obviously we are thinking about our little country as well 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of us are, you know, first generation wealth builders. You know, we are, we're not from families who necessarily spoke about generational wealth and, and you know, and money management and, and saving. It was kind of like, go to school, get your education, figure it out. So I really w- started having these conversations, you know, with what can we do, where can we start? And there's a lot of information out there, but um, getting the information from experts, especially in the field, I think sometimes gives us a better perspective on, on you know, what some of the options are. So, so that's where the conversation started. And I kind of reached out to um, a few of my listeners and, and followers with, what kind of questions they they have um, as far as wealth building and investing in Jamaica? And like I said, the listeners are are in the states, the UK, Canada, and and also in Jamaica. And and one of the most popular questions um, that I that I got was, um, right now we have a new government. <laughs> And everybody's kind of looking to what's next. And, um, you know, we're kind of trying to figure out now from from your vantage point um, as an expert in the field, is it a good time to invest in Jamaica and why? Wow. Well, okay. So I thank you for the expert compliment. (laughs) But I I hope I don't disappoint. The truth is... (laughs) I always think it's a good time to to invest. You know, there's a saying that Warren Buffett, who most people should know, mm-hmm. is widely quote, quoted as saying that the best time to build a tree, to plant a tree, sorry, was 20 years ago, and mm. the second best time is right now. Mm-hmm. And I said that because you know, particularly for stock market investors, you now whether that's home or abroad. And I, we actually at GK Capital do invest both in the local stock market and the U.S. Oh, that's good to know. We surprise okay. a lot of people when, you know, when I'm conversant in international issues such as, you know, Facebook potentially being sued by the FT, fined rather by the Fair Trading Commission mm. this evening, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But I said, I'd like to say that it's, 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 there's always a, it's always a good time because there's always an opportunity. It's just a matter, however, of the mindset, the investor having the appropriate mindset with regard to investing. Mm-hmm. And I said that because sometimes we come to the table with expectations that are unrealistic. So today mm-hmm. I got a call, a guy called me and he said, listen, you know, we have some money overseas and we want to put it away with the intention of buying a house if a deal comes up right. in the short term. So I said, well, the thing is, <laughs> but before I get to that, and then he, then he said, so we want something safe mm-hmm. that we can pull on in short, on short notice, but that gives us a return above inflation. Now, one of the three we could look at, but then we're saying short notice, access above inflation and safe you're really never going to get the three of those in one thing mm. so it's about expectations and the mindset to the investor because as i said many times we come to the table with outcomes we desire that are not impossible but one has to be mindful that these things do take time on occasion so yeah is it a good time yes it always is 
there's always the right opportunity. And I think that's kind of where, however, the advisor relationship comes in because the uh, advisor worth his or her salt should be able to say, well, I think there may be an opportunity in finance at this particular time, which there is, because if you're going to rebuild an economy, so to speak, the banks will have a part to play because they are the whole as a capital. Even if you want to say overseas, well, the investment banks doing the IPOs, initial public offerings and raising financing for clients, etc., offer, mm-hmm. you know, have good scope or prospects of growth too, you still need money to grow in any economy. Right. So one way or the other, there's going to be an opportunity in that space in general. Mm-hmm. But again, it's sifting through everything and identifying, pinpointing, pulling the trigger, but also being patient because one, the, the mm-hmm. main adage we hold to is you want to buy something you're prepared to hold forever should the need arise. It's not something, it's, it's a long-term commitment. Nobody, I hope, gets married to somebody that they only want to be married to for a year. I mean, why would we <clears throat> treat our money any differently? No comment, but yeah. I'm, I've, you know, I've married for life, but... <laughs> You know, I wouldn't want anyone to think that right. they should be treating the money with any less regard because it's a very serious matter and warrants okay. that kind of consciousness. Absolutely. And um, is this, so as far as, you know, like I said, there's, there's a new government, there's new horizons. Is there anything in particular that you've seen or you anticipate to change in terms of is there any tax savings any concessions anything that is attractive to an overseas investor right now that you can think of that maybe um someone will or you know would consider right i think the government has even from the prior or the outgoing administration which is still the same one Mm -hmm. many of the same players right at the time when COVID really started to rear its head, they had said that their thrust was going to be towards projects, meaning the capital projects and the budget, the infrastructure projects, like the road work, the mm-hmm. South Coast Highway in particular, because of the multiplier effect that would have in the economy. Because effectively, the, 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 the easier one is able to access a community or a parish is an increased likelihood that one may travel there, do business there, relocate there, live there, etc. And mm-hmm. those are the things that I believe, and history has proven, have contributed to economic growth. So mm-hmm. for the overseas investor looking on, I would expect them to take that into account. Right. And recognize that this, the, the, the government, my obvious biases aside, <laughs> has stated its intention towards projects and supporting infrastructure and encouraging the private sector to pursue those projects. So mm. I would say to the person looking on to consider if they're buying into stocks, and it's just strictly stock discussion from my mm-hmm. perspective, because mm-hmm. if you're buying fixed income, you're getting 2%, which really and truly is a savings account, et cetera. So for right. the more complex things, it's that stock market discussion, I just want to be clear. Mm-hmm. One wants to be thinking about which companies, therefore, would likely benefit from infrastructure investments mm. or improved access to particular regions. Is it that more people in these areas will be able to have product delivered to them? Is it that companies will be now setting up shop in these parishes? Mm-hmm. I actually wrote an article that came the Observer today, mm. sorry, which spoke to the likely benefits or what could be explored as a result of these projects. One such idea was, I mean, it's outlandish, but, you know, yeah. young, we're still thinking big. It mm-hmm. was, we should make St. Thomas 
a special economic zone just to encourage financial investments there, meaning if it mm -hmm. means because you have all these abandoned lands as a result of the sugar yes. business dying, what could these lands be used for factories, different kinds of crops, etc., etc.? How can we mm -hmm. incentivize so that when the road is done and more people say, listen, I want to live in St. Thomas because it's 20 minutes from downtown Kingston, depending mm -hmm. on how far you're going. You can, the land price is cheaper than Kingston, which is effectively running out of land, mm -hmm. especially flat land. You're right. Minutes from the coast, you're right by the airport, downtown Kingston up until COVID was being right, revitalized, and mm -hmm. that will resume. Right. Why not then St. Thomas? So it's an about, it's, 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 you can bring Mohammed to the mountain or, yeah. or the mountain to Mohammed, you know? So I, I totally am with you because I just had this conversation um, recently on a live chat I had with pro Jamaicans and, um, that's exactly what we were talking about. Like a lot of us are from rural communities where we don't necessarily, we didn't re really see the value in the property that we had 10, 15 years ago. And we go back and we're like, damn, <laughs> look at all these areas built up. We didn't even buy this land. We didn't consider it. Everybody wanted to move to the city. Everybody wanted to get into Montego Bay or, or Kingston. And now we lost all of the opportunity like you said, with Warren Buffett, uh, we lost the opportunity. And now we're thinking like, where can we go? You know, what can we acquire that will be good for us 10, 15 years down the line? So that's a, that's a great point. And, um, Let me give you an example. I just, I just want, this is really cool, a really cool story. So the ferry, when Mandela Highway was, I think they raised the road and they widened it to like six lanes, right? Because if you remember like 20 years ago, 20 mm -hmm. years ago, if it rained heavily like it did today, Mandela would be flooded. Disaster, yeah. Mm -hmm. So at the time, you had all these vacant lands on either side of Mandela, right? And sorry, there's a company that had land there for like, let's just pick a number out here for the purpose of not disclosing the business. So it's 40 mm -hmm. years, right? That, land, that, that entity would have gotten the land just by virtue of another transaction. Now, what has happened is when you had the Mandela Highway upgrade, those lands they got for free now go for 500,000 US dollars per half acre, no, per acre. Wow. Right? And let's just say this entity got 10 or 20 acres as an aside. Wow. And it had just completely forgotten about it, not done anything with it. The people are saying it's close to. It's close to Central Village, it's close to violence, and mm -hmm. yet, yet still over the last five years, you've had Tropical Batches head office move out there, you've had Nestle move out there, you've had several warehouses move out there, you have Carmen's uh, head office, no, um, warehousing space moved to Bernard Lodge, which is maybe 15 minutes from there. And all of a sudden, the land price has gone through the roof, but what led wow. the Mandela Highway? So the infrastructure with that ripple effect concept is definitely real. Exactly. Wow, that's, that's interesting. It's so funny because I don't think a lot of people think about it that way. They're just trying to find, let me squeeze into this city. Let me squeeze into here because this is where it's happening. But like you said, thinking long term um, and not getting caught up in, I need to get this return right away. Um, it is, is a good way of looking at it. Now, um, you spoke about stocks. No, um, if, a, if a dual citizen, because I, I get this question so much and you may have the answer or, or not, 
if um uh you know someone living overseas or dual citizens and you know are and we're trying to buy stocks in jamaica and i think a lot of people are not sure if we can buy stocks do we need some sort of brokerage account like what is what are some of the steps that we need to start um you know investing that way right really it's not a very complex scenario you the dual citizen would have the same access as the as the person who is a resident of jamaica solely in fact if one is even a non-jamaican you can mm -hmm. invest in the stock market pretty comfortably because you'd have to complete the same kyc documents which is know your client you'd have to have a broker mm -hmm. and then thereafter you would just place your orders like everyone else and execute now I'm sorry, if you're a U.S. citizen, mm -hmm. then you would have to have a particular form completed that's called a W-9, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, all mm -hmm. U.S. taxpayers will familiar with a W-9. Mm -hmm. And you'd be more or less free to, to, to participate in local markets. I mean, we have had several, I mean, just in Jamaica in general, there have been several overseas players that have invested heavily in the local market. I mean, up to three years ago, Supreme Ventures was owned by Greeks, by a majority Greek entity. Wow. Rayan Neville was bought out and taken off the market by Italians. So, the, the, you know, the, the playground is a global one in, the, mm -hmm. in, in little Jamaica. I just don't know if it's widely known. And I, yeah, that and that's it. are so robust because, you know, more, more often than not, if you have that, that knowledge not being there, then those who know just benefit more, you know? Exactly. And that's where I'm at. I feel like a lot of, you know, of Jamaicans abroad will prefer to invest in Jamaica, but just don't know where to start. And it's kind of painful <laughs> to hear <laughs> that everybody else is investing and benefiting. And, you know, like I said, a lot of us are first generation investors and we are, you know, you um, buy stocks in the U.S. stock market and not even, you know, you're not aware or don't know the steps that you'll take to, to do the same in Jamaica. So, so you're saying you need to have a broker and, and Grace Kennedy um, provides that service. So we will yeah. be able to, to connect through, through that service, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, you know, there's, I think there is one, two, three, four, about another 12 12 brokers locally. So the, the, the capacity is there. I think the industry is developing and maturing and it's getting to a, a, it's a, pretty, it's a relatively sophisticated playground at this mm -hmm. time. I think, I think the next level for us will be you know, derivatives and options and all of that. But for the time being, we're not there yet. So I would imagine that we could still participate at a relatively simple level for the time being, which is buying stock right because this is call it what it is as the market grows there's going to be more um, a lot more clients than there are advisors and it would be, mm. be similar in the u.s to mm -hmm. where many times when you're buying stock you do it through td ameritrade mm -hmm. charles schwab etc interface with a, a human mm -hmm. that's true that's pretty soon going to be the case locally because even now you have j trader which allows people to trade stock from anywhere in the world through their phone or through the computer, mm -hmm. or the iPad or whatever. And, yeah. and, and, and that's been one of the other features because you can set up the brokerage account, set up a JTrader, fund your account in Jamaica, and you never speak to a human again, unless mm. you want advice.
Right, right, right. Which is what people I have found in developed economies may be used to, because they may be saying, Brian, why am I calling you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why am I running up my phone bill? I don't need to do any of that. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think Jamaicans like the human touch, though. We like to hear on the other side that somebody is kind of, you can talk to somebody, at least for the first, with just understanding the process. So I, I, I think people will embrace that initially, but you're right. If you're a seasoned, um, you know, if you're seasoned in the stock market, you're probably like, yeah, just, just give me an app <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll figure it out. Okay. So I, you know, another thing that keeps coming up and um, it's not just the stock market, but also um, I know some of the services that, that, you know, the company offers um, a lot of people want to start businesses in the, in Jamaica. Um, and of course there's always the question what are the requirements for me? Like I, I live overseas. I may not even be a dual citizen, as you said. I um, am a resident of another country and I'm trying to start a business. Can I get a loan in Jamaica? Or can I get access to capital in Jamaica? What are some of the um, concerns or requirements that, that I, I need to, to think about before doing that? To open a business? Yeah. Like if I want to start a business and I'm trying to get financing in Jamaica. Mm. Well, I think, you know, it's, it depends on the source of the financing you're looking mm -hmm. for. Because mm -hmm. if it's a bank, then you're going to have to have the necessary collateral, etc. If it's, if it's private in equity, so to speak, which is, it could be your aunt, mom, dad, cousins, your rich friend, boyfriend, husband, whatever. Mm -hmm. who, who are deploying capital, then you really don't have any major impediments, you know. But if it's like a regular financial institution, the extent to which you can access financing is going to be a function of the collateral and the business opportunity. Right, so right. It, there's really no challenge or any, it's not a very difficult space because mm -hmm. we've had, an, especially in recent times, there's been an influx of overseas individuals opening businesses in Jamaica, opening arms of international franchising in Jamaica used in local financing. I mean, mm. even the owners of the Sanchez Airport, it was in the papers on Sunday, I believe, where they accessed 60 million US of, of, of funding from Scotiabank, Jamaica. Mm. So when they come down, it really depends. You know, I think mm -hmm. security is there, it really won't be an issue. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm happy to hear that because like I said, a lot of us are homesick and I did refer to you as an expert and there's a reason for that. So I have a friend and I always admire how she always has money. I'm like, you're so savvy. <laughs> I need your secret. So when I asked her that, your name came up. So <laughs> that's why <laughs> oh my goodness. she's like, that's, that's my broker. <laughs> that's, that's not good. What? That's my broker. <laughs> oh my so, so your name already precedes you with obviously the advice that you're able to give. So that's why I threw that out there. And I said, listen, I need you to tell me how you are so savvy and where you're getting a lot of this advice and information from. Give it to me and I needed to share it to other people. So that's why. <laughs> oh my goodness, what a surprise. <laughs> but that's, I mean, hello, that's the, that's the best way to kind of to pay it forward, right? right. So, so that's why I, I kind of um, wanted to reach out to, to, um, to have this conversation. And I think we covered a lot. I think um, I have a great understanding now with 
kind of how you can go about even starting with the stock market. So if you want to invest in the stock market in Jamaica, you can actually reach out to a broker or you can go through an option of um, setting up an account. You said JTrade and going through JTrader. Through a broker, it's pretty. I guess it's pretty much works like a lot of the, the apps that they use overseas, and 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 go from there. So I think it's it's good opportunity. A lot of people were wondering about that, and and also there are people in Jamaica who are also wondering, can I buy stocks overseas? And I think you kind of answered that in the beginning. With yeah. um, you can absolutely use your your broker services to purchase stocks, just like you know we do in the U.S. or anywhere else. So that's a great great um great insight and i also i'm i also love the idea that you are touching on one area that we've been constantly talking about which is investing in these areas that we see as not developed right now and kind of forward thinking with what these areas can look like and what kind of amenities are coming to the area that we may be able to capitalize on and what the property values may look like in the future so i think that's a those are great insights um is there anything else that you want to to share with like potential investors? I'll, you know, it's not a lot. Let me tell you. So I've been doing this for 10 years, right? And what I, ha- I have found does the main, what's the word? The main, the main impediment I have found or observed is that many times people think that this can't be them. And I'm not, you know, I never go to people, even though I don't be without the clients anymore, I always make myself accessible answer questions or to be of assistance because a lot of times people believe that particularly as you would have said first generation investors they never they never believe that this can actually be happen to them mm-hmm. like i think a lot of times people mm-hmm. think that they can never access the life they want and as i said i'm not it's not about saying to people listen you'll be rich in five years mm-hmm. or 10 years or 15 years or five months it's about saying you can be an owner of businesses without going to work, so to speak, or without, you know, having any exposure past the money you've put in. I mean, think about it. Suppose somebody inherited, let's just pick a number, 10,000 US mm-hmm. 30 years ago, right? And, and it doesn't even need to be that long, but let's just right. just, just say that. And they said, you know, some guy, nerdy guy comes up to them and says, listen, I'm starting a company and I, it's going to be called Microsoft, right? And we're going to make Windows or computers mm-hmm. be able to communicate with each other and this thing called software and whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. They put that 10 grand in, they're probably a billionaire now. Right. Right, 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 right. But if you think about it, 30 years prior, mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that was just really putting aside money in this business. That That's true. As a shot, right? And if you think about it, so many people blow ten and $20,000 on nothing, particularly when you start working. I mean, even in foreign markets, it sounds a lot, but mm-hmm. it goes, right? People go on vacation and spend that kind of money and they're right. saying, well, they're struggling. Or even, even better, they borrow money and go on vacation. <laughs> right? The credit card vacation. Exactly. But yet still, they never do that same thing and invest in mm. businesses that have the opportunity, the potential 
of providing the upside. No, I'm not saying don't go on the vacation. I'm just no. I totally agree with you, but I, I think it's and and honestly, I I was having this conversation. Even I mean, I I respect the Jamaican education system. Don't get me wrong, but I think a a lot of it we could have had a lot more focus on on entrepreneurship and and investing <laughs> i was telling somebody that yeah, i know more about pythagoras theorem than i did about taxation and you know mm-hmm. you know it, that's that's just my my thought i think it, it really has to kind of start in the schools and like encouraging that because you're right people will spend 10k on a vacation or or going somewhere but don't have the same mindset when it comes to building a company or making that investment and, and a lot of it i think is um, the quick gains, like I want to see the turnaround right now. I don't want to wait 10 years to have to see this money. Um, you know, and I don't want to put in these long hours because I just want it now. So I, I think it, it, it's a mindset shift, even with our generation. Yeah, because even if you think about it, it's not just education. It's more about, like, as you said, mindset. Because the other thing is, you know, I've seen people invest and then the minute this, the money starts growing and then they come to the point where they can pay down in the house or, you know, buy themselves some nice stuff. They say, all right, I want, I want some of the money to go on to this. Never mind that they're still working mm. and they're still earning separately. So all of a sudden the money start burning a hole in their pocket. Mm-hmm. So again, it, it comes down to, so the, the whole thing I wanted to get at was it's important to start, but it's also important to remember that. So the most important thing is to start. That yes. is a lot of people call me or we'll talk, and back in there, we see more presentations, and they'll say, you know, I really want to do this. And then they go to the bed, wake up, and they don't call me. So I know if I do a talk anywhere, 99 out of 100 people who are there will not do anything. Mm. That's mm-hmm. true. I have no doubt about that, right? Yeah. Then, you know, then the one will do, no, let me not say 95 out of 100. The five will start, four may do well eventually, and then, or five will do well. The, the five of the world varying degrees and then four to them will want to pull the money because they say okay i have a deposit for a house now but my thing is suppose somebody sold their microsoft investment because mm. of a deposit on a house when they got to that level mm-hmm. right now a dividend check could probably buy two houses depending on you know how long they were prepared to hold for so my yeah. thing is this whole thing of financial of investing really is supposed to and again depend on the person's goals Mm-hmm. is supposed to be able to help people achieve their goals. That's true. The good thing is if you're working, you just don't even need to do much more than consult your advisor regularly. Make mm-hmm. sure you're doing the right thing. If you're working, you're still earning. So there's really no issue. You know? That's true. I think it, the financial literacy is something that I'm really championing this year beyond anything else. It's it's great. I mean, a lot of us, we can't travel, you can't go nowhere. So might as well you start saving your money towards something that can really help. Um, so it, it it's really interesting to hear you say that because a lot of us are looking for milestones and when we hit that milestone we kind of forget the potential that's there if we continued you know so it, it's that's that's really really amazing that we're, we're pointing that out um i really want to thank you ryan i just kind of um thought about so many other things I wanted to dive into, but I don't want to make this too long, but I think you have dropped some serious gems 
And I think there's a lot of information that we can extract from this. And of course, where can they get the services that you're speaking about? You're, you work with um, Grace Kennedy, so we can contact Grace Kennedy and um, investment. Is it an investment department or do we contact you directly? How can we find this information or how can we get um, further support? Well, you can, you can contact us at, well, we are gk-capital.com. That's the, the website. Mm-hmm. I think we're on social media. Oh, mercy. <laughs> but at least you have the website, so you can go on there and, and get up yes, to the contact information there. GK Capital JA, though I don't, I just can't be the only one because this Twitter isn't very active. But okay. We're on social media if you search for GK Capital. And then you can also find my email is ryan, R Y A N, dot strachan, S T R A C H A N, at gkco.com. Okay. And we will happily direct you accordingly Um, of course we are about to get this money okay that's what we're doing this year (laughs) all right Rand. thank you so much i really appreciate you agreeing to this and um it was great having this chat and uh, you'll definitely be hearing from me and my friends and a few other people that are willing to to start looking into the stock market investing in jamaica and you know just kind of moving that wheel so thank you so much for your time i appreciate my it my pleasure my pleasure all right Stay safe charmaine all, all right. right thanks take care yeah. bye Thank you for joining us at the Culture Shock with Charm. It was great having you today. Hope you enjoyed our program. If you love our conversation, please tell a friend. We would love to have more people on board. Have a great week, everyone. Talk to you soon. Bye.